welcome back to Red Country and from the Earth to space. <laughs> for people, for people just listening, like what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> You're gonna have to go on our Instagram page or our Facebook page to see what I'm talking about right now. Yes. But Justin is um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and I am cast not castaway that's on an island um, i mean i am, I am gravity it's like Sandra if castaway Bullock. went to space <laughs> could you imagine trying to start a fire in space you and just, exploding you just have a a volleyball or whatever soccer ball on the moon <laughs> hitting it back I, and forth i can't catch it it takes forever <laughs> there's no gravity <laughs> So, um, welcome back, everyone. For those of you that are just listening and not viewing, we are we have some Zoom backgrounds that are helping us get in the mood for today, which is from Earth to Space, with your special guest. I can't, I, I can't take it seriously. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> oh, okay. It sounded like some bad like '90s PBS show like was starting. NPR. Hello, welcome back to From Earth to Space with your hosts, Frederick von Schnauzerfart. And with him always is Patrick Sir Anthony Potty Bottom. Potty Bottom. Potty Bottom. Oh, man. Yeah, that was fun for about five minutes. And yep. now we are back into rad country. Take it away, it wow. So welcome back, everyone. And uh, as always, I am your one of your hosts, Nick Rucker, the country part. And as with me, is Justin, ju- Justin, the rad part. The rad part. <laughs> yeah. Nick is also rad. I am just the con- rad country yep. part. Yep. Justin's the rad wash part. The rad part. wash part. Yep. I get country and he washes me off. Oh. <laughs> gross. That feels gross. That's so, an additional fee, sir. Uh, I have one show update for this week. Last minute show booking at The Good Life mm. in, in here in Omaha. On Saturday from four o'clock in the afternoon until eight o'clock in the evening, I will be playing some tunes, my own and others' music. Awesome. And yeah, last minute booking. Uh, Wait, which, which location? Uh, the one, I think it's 180th and like Dodge area. Yeah, somewhere out there. I've never been there. I've never heard of it until I got got asked to play. So nice. Uh, and I'll have one coming up in Lincoln soon. Lincoln, Nebraska. I haven't played a show in Lincoln, Nebraska since I played at Knickerbockers, which is no longer there anymore. It was tore down like shortly after I played there, and that was a sweet venue. When Mister Potty Bottom came. Mr. Potty Bottom took on, over. Drums. <laughs> on drums. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So, so show in Lincoln, nice. And then you're maybe then not, you're not official. You more in Omaha, right? And next month. Yes. Um, still working on some details for that. We had a, a drummer lined up who was a good friend of mine from high school who had to back out last well, kind of not last minute, but it's not easy to get somebody up to speed on all your tunes. So we'll see what pans out with that. Do you but, want me to uh, give Travis Barker a call? Yeah, that's fine. We'll just, just yeah. put up T-Barks. Hang on. I'll text him. I didn't want to ask. So yeah. glad you did. Yeah. Um, so the, what about uh, Radwash? What's going on with Radwash? Radwash is extremely busy right now. It's, so cool like i, I, I have to I, contain I, my excitement it's hard for me to like talk about myself um but i'm very proud of what's happening with radwash right now just to watch it go from 
you know, this kind of side hustle, you know, whenever it, you know, I got it off the ground a few years ago. And then to today, like we're, you know, booked out and people are just kind of beating down the door to, to get on the schedule. So it's awesome. awesome. It is time to, you know, expand and exciting things are kind of on the horizon. So, so, and I know that you've kind of filled me in on some of what's going on, but you're looking at now, like, Hey, it's time to probably start a second, a second wash crew basically is what yes. you're thinking. Yep. So get another detailing crew out there to, you know, serve a larger portion of the community. Or some potty bottoms. That's right. I need uh, <laughs> Mr. Potty Bottom to give us a call. Yeah. So I was reading something the other day about like people that start, well, obviously you're not a franchise or associated with any franchises or something you start started on your own. Mm-hmm. But, but what I was reading is, and I'm, I kind of live in the franchise world at work, but the people that I talk to that have, a franchise they talk about how like owning multiple franchises is the way to go because that second franchise can pay for basically the first franchise will pay to start the second one while the second one then pays for the first one and the extra money that's coming from the second one is then in your pocket at that point Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth so forth i think it becomes kind of an addiction the way it kind of sounds it's like you figure out the the rhythm, the method yeah. of how how it kind of works, and you find out like what is going to work, what's not going to work, and really yeah. it just comes down to, and that probably is uh, will bring us into our topic for today is just like finding good people to work for you, mm-hmm. you know, and finding the right people. It's just such a right now. I feel like it's such a business-minded world even kids nowadays are like looking for that quick like hey i see all these other kids making money like and they don't really have to work to do it like not (laughs) not what we would think of not in the sense that we think yeah yeah and so now it's it's crazy that you know listening to uh these guys talk about gen z and 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 uh millennials and all this stuff and how how much things have changed and how things are going to continue to even change even more. Yes. But everybody, everybody in some way, shape or form, it seems like even if they don't own an LLC or whatever the case may be, it is a entrepreneur on some level. becoming yeah. More common. Well, I think, uh, now people, you know, it's, I'm trying to, I'm being careful with what I say, because it's, I don't want to offend anybody, I suppose. It's not necessarily that they're entrepreneurs, you know what I'm saying? But I think there's a more broad path for creative people to do what they want to do today. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not that you have to be like a business savvy person to make a shit ton of money. It's just, you need to be creative and then you need to like, just kind of throw yourself into whatever it is that you are passionate about creating And there's all these avenues where you can just make, like I said, money hand over foot. And I think generation Z is like the perfect generation to be doing this right now. Like they grew up with everything that we kind of had access to, but I mean, I think social media alone gave everybody just this kind of jumping off point, like, fuck it. I can do whatever I want. Literally. Like I can make videos about shit and they're going to go viral and people there's weird people in the world that like watching videos about shit. And so I'm going to make a, a ton of money doing it. Yes. I think, uh, too, uh, you know, the more I talk to guys that are, you know, small business owners or whatever the case may be, um, the more I see that there's the offer that there are small little niches of opportunity. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, one of the ones that I talked to recently started like a bug spraying or like a mosquito spraying business. Yeah. And, and you would think that like, yeah, everybody needs that. But I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I guess my, my negative mindset would think, yeah, but 
how many people are out there already <laughs> doing that, you know? Yeah. And so, but then you run into, Hey, you start it. And then all of a sudden there's a pandemic. People stay home all the time and they don't, they're spending more time at home. So they don't want bugs in their backyard Correct. and all of a sudden it explodes and you can't keep up with the phone calls that are coming in. It's just like right. little things like that, that you're like, man, that is crazy that you go from, having one crew to 20 in like two years time. And you just kind of like, how do I get on that bandwagon? I mean, if you look at just like population sets alone, you know what I mean? Just like taking the account, the number of fucking people that are there and and you can adjust this right for ages that like are more likely to purchase your services or whatever it is that you're doing, you know, products or services. And um, there's so many people is my point. Like, there's never, I shouldn't say there's never going to be enough people to service all the people, but like there can be a shit ton of people doing one thing, you know, and everybody still isn't served. Right. So there's a lot of pie. Yep. That's, it's just finding something that a lot of times, like I, I definitely like, respect what you did where it was like you didn't buy into say you didn't buy into a franchise you started something that even potentially could be a franchise at some point right (laughs) right that that's a cool that's kind of cool how that is a thing as well because i mean honestly i'll i'll just say like for you for instance is like mobile car wash detailing company is not something that I would have thought of myself. I wouldn't have thought, mm. yeah, I can go to somebody and I can go clean their car at their house. No, I always think to myself, well, I'm going to go clean my car somewhere right. or truck or whatever. And I would have never thought that. But so take me into that world. Why did you pick that? And where was the inspiration to get into what? you are doing what kind of background like (laughs) as far as like investigating did you do it depends on how far back or how how deep you want to go into the story so it was just like a point in life where it was like okay well i needed to make a decision that was either going to pursue you know something in corporate america um i just got done helping a buddy work in his business and so it was like, am I going to go back to corporate or am I just going to try and like strike out on my own and do something different? Because if you remember at the time, like I was actually simultaneously doing business coaching. Yes. Um, JM consulting. Yeah. It's still like a passion of mine, I suppose, in terms of like, it's always nice to help people realize the best in themselves, I suppose. And so if you can apply that to your business and make the business the best of itself, like that's a really cool outcome you know, and so helping people along that path is still a passion, but it was like, you run into a lot of the attitude where, you know, well, why don't you go out and do something, you know, go show me that, you know, what you're talking about type mentality and conversations, you know, that I found myself having, um, with people that I respect, you know, and so it was like, okay, well, what are things that I'm passionate about other than that? right? Just what are things that I love? And well, cars are like right at the top of that list. Um, I grew up around them. My grandpa is a Volkswagen mechanic and we went to races growing up and, you know, just car shows always, you know, that's always been just something I love. Um, And so it was like, okay, well, what can I do in like that world? And I knew about mobile detailing only because uh, Becky, a couple years ago, got into a situation where her car was just a fucking disaster. And it was like, you know what? I found this company. They're actually going to come pick it up and then bring it back to me. And the experience overall was terrible um, because they were just late. They kept giving like a wrong time of when they're going to be done. And then whenever she got the car back, there were pieces inside that were like messed up. So on the shifter, for example, like the park reverse, 
neutral drive like it was a sticker in her car and so like they ripped it off like it was halfway there so it was just like dumb shit was wrong and not to mention just other things that i would nitpick you know what i'm saying in terms of that service so it was just like not a great experience and then um so that was really my only experience with mobile detailing um and so yeah man i was like well maybe we could like go down that path and you know i was actually sitting on the couch with becky when we're kind of brainstorming this or when i'm brainstorming it and i was like you know what would be really cool is if we get a fucking like mid 70s volkswagen bus you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. yeah and i was like that would be sweet and then you could just make it like you know do the whole tie-dye theme the fucking just a hippie van driving around washing people's cars it sounds super fun and people would appreciate this i'm sure however what i didn't want to happen was to people think that i'm just like the guy that smokes weed all day and you know what I mean? Hey, I'm just man. Like, yeah, hey, hey, man. man. I'm like, Watch I'm like here to like man. clean your car, man. <laughs> yeah. It'll so, be cool, man. And also, I don't really relate to that culture, like the 70s hippie culture, yeah. because I'm not a 70s kid, right? So it was like, well, I am a 90s kid, though. And so like, how can we like make that a thing? And almost immediately, we came up with the name Radwash. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, yeah, what's well, 90s? I mean, there's rad and you got to have some version of wash in there, right? I mean, you could say rad detailing, I suppose. Um, we actually thought about using rad as an acronym. So rad, ra- uh, radical automotive detailing. Like we almost went with that, but it was like, uh-huh. no, fuck that. Rad wash sounds awesome. Like, let's use that. Um, so yeah, I mean, Becky created the logo and the branding behind it all. And so huge shout out to her because I get complimented on that almost daily. Really? Um, and I can take zero credit for it. So, well, um, well, it's, it's eye catching. Yes. And, and to the clientele that you're appealing to, who would be like our age yes, and older, older, they, you know, like I would be like, that's what is that? Like right. I'm going to Google that. Yes. And, or if you put a QR code on the side of the trailer, like instantly, I'm like, click. Okay. <laughs> going to do <laughs> oh. this. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it's a super relatable brand. Like you said, for people our age, maybe a little bit older, just like we knew what it was like before social media, you know what I'm saying? Like kids today, they don't really drive. They're not as excited to drive as we were excited to drive. Um, yeah. So kids are driving like later in life now it's like 16 year olds like don't get their licenses anymore people wait till they're out of high school or some shit you know like and cruising i don't feel like uh, maybe i guess you might see some kids here and there but it's i feel like it's not like it was when we were younger Mm -hmm. and part of cruising was like cleaning your car you know to go out and do that for the weekend and i remember me and my friends like we all drove separate it was so fucking stupid. Like there's like five of us and we all just drive our own cars. And it's like, well, we could all ride together too, but yeah, you know, whatever, but it was fun. You know what I mean? We'd spend all day cleaning our cars and then we go out, you know, driving them around in the evening type thing. So I think I, just a lot of people I, from our age group experience that. And so it kind of, when you see the brand and when you like go to the website and you read, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of throws you back into that world. Well, I think that the basically the over overall concept too is I totally relate to what you're saying is like I remember back at sixteen to eighteen years old and you would spend the whole day cleaning your car. Yes. And and whether or not it was a good looking car or not, you were still like I'm getting everything. That's like, what else were you doing? There was no phones. Right. There was, there was video games, but like, it wasn't like, I don't remember sitting in for hours and hours and hours playing video games, but no. um, the, it was out, you're figuring out ways to like make your car look cooler. Um, I remember like always trying to like, like before CD players really were mm-hmm. a thing was like the tape deck yes. attached attached to the cord <laughs> to the walk and 
I remember you had to have like, the spin- anti-skip disc, man. Yeah. When you were in the and car, remember, for sure. I had a, I built a, I had a Chevy Love, and I had a wooden box that I built, and I padded to the inside of it. I put the CD player inside of it, cut out a hole, and ran the cord through there, and then put a lock, a pad lock on it, so nobody, so nobody stole it. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking sweet. Uh, love that. Um, but you know, then you would get get in. And the thing was, that truck only ran on two cylinders. It was a four-cylinder truck, and it ran on two. And so, <laughs> like, half the time I was pushing it up a hill to get up. But anyway, neither here nor there. That's just the kind of pride you took in your vehicles. Like, yes. you didn't give a, give a shit, like, what else yeah. you were doing. You were like, I wanted to be the guy that had a car. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. Dude, I had a Chevy Celebrity. That was my first so car. Piece of 89. shit. Mine was 86. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, it was bad. I spent, (laughs) yeah, I wouldn't say all day, an inordinate amount of time, though. Um, I worked at a hardware store at the time. And so Uh I had, I just, at work one day, bought a bunch of packs of thumbtacks. And my interior (laughs) was maroon. My interior was maroon, so I separated all the thumbtacks and got all the red ones that I could out of this multiple packs and put only red thumbtacks to hold the ceiling up. But it it looked good when it was done to me, you know what I mean? So, like, into that, like, hard foam stuff, yes, like peel off and like get all over the fucking car, yes. Oh my god, like, my dad, he bought. I think it was a Chevy Celebrity, and at the time it was a newer one. It was a nice car, and I remember I had a friend that was a fucking douche, and we were all in the car driving, and my dad had just let me borrow it, and he took crackers and he crumbled them up in his hand, and he goes all over the front in the middle console, and I was like, "What an asshole! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you?" And I was just like. And then yeah, I had to spend countless hours cleaning that out. Perfect. But uh yeah, that's my Chevy celebrity story. But um yeah, that's that's crazy. And I feel like too with like the business consulting, yeah, that's definitely a passion of mine too mm-hmm. as well. It's just like a lot of times it doesn't take a lot. Like <clears throat> there's not it's more of a mindset thing than mm-hmm. than than a business thing, unless you're just absolutely like bombing. But right, I, I feel like nine times out of ten, you know, working closely with a lot of like smaller companies that are that are growing, that I come come in, and a lot of times it's just it's a culture thing. Mm-hmm. It's more of like, hey, you had, didn't hire the right people at the right time, or we need to let go of somebody because these people got you to where they're you're at. These people aren't going to get you to the next level, so we need yeah. to start like start kind of separating um our personal preferences with like what we need to do from a business standpoint Mm -hmm. and i i think 90 percent of the time that's what it really is it's you get into these like and you look at it too it's like some of the most the worst jobs that i've ever had are like working for a corporate store somewhere Mm -hmm. that's corporate it's because no there's no respect for what you're doing it's just it's a job there's nobody there that really there's nobody there that really cares that they're there aside from like the people that are in management positions Mm -hmm. and nine times out of 10, it's going to be hard to revert back to, Hey, we got to build a good culture with a store like Walmart or somewhere like that. Right. Everybody's like, everybody's there for themselves. Yep. I mean, and they came up though at a time where I don't think, you know, culture was valued as much, you know, it was more strict, like production, like, how much can we produce as a corporation whenever, you know what I'm saying? Like it was Sam Walton, right? Yeah. Whenever he was like starting out and building Walmart into what it is today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think just culturally we were all different. And so their company culture wasn't important, I suppose. It probably was, but not like what you're talking about. I think having yeah. purpose and what the work that you do every day at the lowest levels in the corporation. I think with what you're, you're in, that's, I, 
I think I've told you this before, but I used to detail cars a million years ago and like at a dealership. So it was like they had to be in almost pristine condition. And it was so at the time I didn't give a shit what I was doing, but like now, now it's like, it's so satisfying. Yes. Like, and I almost like whenever I clean like cars now, like I'll clean my truck or I'll clean Leslie's car or whatever. The dirty it is, the happier I am. The dirtier it is. <laughs> the bigger and, transformation that you can make. Right. But yep. on another note, I don't think I could do multiple of those a day. I could do one. Yeah. And I would be able like, all right, mentally I'm tapped out now. Like yeah. I'm sure you're maybe the same way, it, but you probably it yes, I have to fight that that inner demon <laughs> yeah. every day. <clears throat> Um, and mostly it's actually, it's not necessarily the work, it's the result problem. So it's like, if you have multiple vehicles in a day, for example, and we do, so when two people are doing it, it's not too bad. Um, but when you have multiple vehicles in a day, it's like, you can go so far, you know what I'm saying? And then you might have to, let's say it's a completely, uh, it's a family vehicle and it hasn't been cleaned for seven years. Uh, what we're able to accomplish in two and a half hours, you, like your end result is not going to be the same as if, you know, your car is two years old and you reg- you clean it regularly, you know, yeah. like what I can do in two and a half hours. And that is, is different. You know what I mean? Right. I always try to explain it like on a scale. I think I've said this before here. Um, it's like, if you have a, a complete you need a complete restoration on your vehicle all the way to brand new vehicle that that's your scale yeah (laughs) depends on where you're at like how close you're going to get to that new vehicle you know in the the time that we have to work with it yeah so the i think that the it's satisfying work obviously it's Mm -hmm. there's there's something to it and i'm sure that now like you get people on like a membership where they're like you're seeing the same vehicles and mm-hmm. it's probably nice to see like similar vehicles on a regular basis because then it's like hey if i've got to pop out the the vent the vents or whatever the case may be, vent covers whatever then i know how to do that and yep. i'm sure it's a lot of youtube videos too like how do i do this <laughs> depends on what it is yeah <laughs> without breaking something yep. <laughs> but yeah no the the members are gaining in popularity right now um it's actually kind of cool to see that part of the business take off um those are awesome for multiple reasons (laughs) um but i love them and you know it's kind of cool being able to see the same people over and over again you know what i mean like sometimes you might have a member that gets a new car and so you're excited to talk to them about it and kind of start over with them you know what i mean and yeah, that's cool because you get to start with a brand new vehicle. So it's kind of like you can talk shit a little bit about the dealership. No offense to your work, but you know, you you kind of like for me anyway, personally, I get into like a little bit of a unspoken competition with them. Like if I'm doing a brand new vehicle, yeah, I'm gonna I want you to be happier than you were when you when you bought the car when it was delivered to you, you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> if we can do that, that's that makes me happy because I know that they're happy. Yeah. The, um, so I think bringing that all kind of back even full circle to just hiring the right people and, you know, to go into like just the coaching business coaching. I, I think if you were to ask me probably five years ago and you were gonna, you would have told me, Hey, here in like five years, you're going to be a, like ultimately a business coach kind of in a, in a sense, I would have been like, well, I have no idea what you're talking about in my mind <laughs> when it went to like crunching numbers and like knowing, you know, KPIs and all this stuff. And, yep. and to me, I'm just like, it's so much less than that. You know, <laughs> there's the, the KPIs, like the key performance indicators for people that, I guess just don't know, but the the KPIs are basically you're tracking the the uh, how much 
dollar amounts being installed on a weekly basis or how much is being sold um, per lead um, or per sale or whatever the case may be. Though all those numbers tell a story and that story reverts back to a human being that's doing something. Mm-hmm. And if that human being that's doing something is, well, you know, maybe they had a bad week. Maybe they had have some stuff going on, but they tell a whole slew of things and you see all these numbers and you go, Oh, I, that guy's new. Well, that's why, you know, like mm-hmm. it'll take a while to get up to where this other guy is at. Or if you've got like somebody that's like, just probably doesn't want this job. That's going to tell that story too, you know, or yep. if you've got, and then you go into like the other KPIs, like the NPS score, the net promoter score. Then it says a lot about who they are as a person uh, whenever they're at the job site. And um, that's basically like anybody that's listening, your Google reviews. Like if you're getting yep. pretty continuously one-star reviews for one certain person, <laughs> Might that's want to change good. something. Might want to do some retraining. Right. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's those are that's fun to me now. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't you say that too? Like you're tracking your own KPIs now, uh, your own personal KPIs, and probably <clears throat> trying to get trying to get your son to understand those too, <laughs> to some extent. He probably doesn't give a shit, but like, <laughs> I, he yeah, he's worried about different KPIs in life, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, no, it wrapping my brain around KPIs is that's a chore. It really is for me. So that is actually it's funny. I just did a strengths finder uh evaluation, I suppose. Um a group I'm involved with for reading the book. And so we did the the assessment. And you know, not to my surprise, but digging into data is not a strength of mine. I do not like digging into data. Now I like to analyze things and like figure everything out from every angle possible, yep. but sitting down in front of a fucking spreadsheet and um, putting like the data together and sifting through it and then making it tell a story. I kind of just want the story. Like I don't really need all the pieces like someone, I, someone else is better suited for that. So because that's not a strength though, it's been work for me to do that. Uh, So I would say if there's a stressful thing about, you know, being an entrepreneur for me, it's that part, you know, is putting all that together and, you know, making it make sense and all of that. Um, It's work, but it's happy work. Like you're saying, you know what I mean? Like it's, I get to work out a muscle that I really don't like to work out. So you know, it's kind of like leg day. You don't really want to do it, but you know, you have to. So you just fucking suck it up and do it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, that's, you know, that I, I feel like it's, there's, if you dumb it down enough for yourself too, where it's like, right. I don't, I don't need to focus on everything. Like I need to focus on what I know mm-hmm. and, and what I know is dollars installed, which you know, yep. like, like what, if I had, for, first of all, it's like, Hey, I have to have a goal there. There has to be a goal for what I want to hit for revenue for the year. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. So in order to do that, I have to break it down into 52 weeks. And then yes. into that 52 weeks, I have to hit like in per hour and how many hours in a week can I mm-hmm. work that into before I'm going out of the realm of what is acceptable um, in order to make that. Because if on a weekly basis, we're hitting 60 hours of actual working time in a 40 hour work week, that's not going to be good. That's going to be more labor percentage dollars going out rather than coming in. And well, no labor percentage dollars come in, but um, labor hours would. And I I don't know. I just, whenever I see them on, uh, I get excited, but, but the, (laughs) but yeah, just trying to understand it, it, it always comes back and like, what's it mm-hmm. and not to go off down a rabbit hole, but it all just comes back to people. If yes. you have the right people, right seats. And yep. if you do, and then it's 
after that, it's maintained. Like, well, and I keep I keep mentioning uh, f- fucking shoe dog on here. I swear I read other books, um, but I love that book. Uh, and one of the things that Phil Knight says at the very end of it, somebody asked a question, something like, I, "This is not a direct quote from the book, but." Um, something like, you know, what is one of the most important things that you did to make Nike what it is today? And like his answer was building a great team or something to that effect. So it's super important as I'm like thinking through, okay, well, Bradwash is going to scale. Like this obviously cannot help happen with just me. I have to build like this stellar team around me. You know what I mean? And so it makes these first hires or, you know, whatever, um, probably the most important yeah you know so well i think even with your business too it'd be like you wouldn't have a whole lot of overhead i wouldn't think i mean Mm -mm. there's no i mean when you start to think about building a shop or you know something like that if you have multiple multiple vans you know somewhere to store them and to have a to have a standalone detailing studio would be really uh, beneficial for a lot of customers too. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> no, if you're running a mobile detailing business out of your garage, it's the overhead is very low. <laughs> right. Right. And then like your products um, that you use and all of this, I mean, those are things that like, obviously you have to track to some extent to say, Hey, yeah. we're using a lot of this. Why are we using a lot of this? Cause I never did. Like, <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah. And that all, I feel like comes back to like the training and, and how, you know, consistent people are. And yeah, it's how specific else. do you want your SOPs to be? Yes. You no. Know, so you start off with a broad, kind of a broad sweeping SOP, like, uh, wash the outside, clean the inside. That's about as broad as you can get. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it's like, okay, well, how can you break this down to even smaller steps so that nothing gets missed on the outside or the inside? Yep. You know, and so, and then yeah. it's, you know, where I'm currently at, you know, it's like, okay, well, I feel like I have a pretty specific set of SOPs, but to catch things like product usage, those SOPs probably have to be a little bit even, you know, more specific yet. Yep. Yes, totally. And I mean, that's where your like quality control comes into place. And it's like, did you do X, Y, Z all through the checklist? And what did you miss? (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah, that's, that's all to me. Interesting stuff, because I, I personally, I have, I've never really tracked any KPIs as far as like money coming in. I couldn't tell you how much on the music side I would have made in a year or whatever. Mm. It's never much, um, <laughs> like not much at all, but it would be interesting to see those numbers. I just yeah. see cash. I'm like, cool. I need to take this to the bank, but, <laughs> but I've never treated it as like, you know, a legit business, I guess you could say mm-hmm. the, but there's something, there's a burning fire inside of me that yeah. def, definitely gets excited about stuff like that. And Dude. it's just a slow, a slow burning fire <laughs> getting hotter. And I'm so hot. Oh, what kind of show is this going to turn into? <laughs> Since we're talking potty, 90s, potty bottom. <laughs> one 900 body or potty bottom. One nine hundred potty bottom. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! And you can hear about Nick turning into lava right now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy too. And I think that like most people that are at you know jobs they hate and everything else, like they're not performing. They're doing things to not have to perform. Yeah, and and that definitely sucks for you as the owner or whoever and to try and like there's always that stigma like oh Mm -hmm. he just sits up there and he just makes all the money and i do all the work (laughs) and it's like what i remember i probably thought that at some point in my life like well this guy just oh yeah and this guy just sits there and i do all this shit 
And yeah. he just fucking well, at some point that guy did all the shit. It wasn't like right. It wasn't like he just fell into this. Well, the, must, you the know, very fact that you're like, working for that person means that they did a lot of shit to earn the right to sit wherever yeah. the fuck they want on their high horse or <laughs> out in the back, I don't, whatever. You know what right. I mean? I mean, well, there's a thing about not being a dick when you're in that position, right? I mean, it, I think that's yeah. every owner, leader, manager, it doesn't matter. You know, if you're in a, a role where you're overseeing people, I think you have a responsibility to not be a dick, but yeah. you've earned the right to, I guess I'm using quotey fingers, kick back you know, every once in a while. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it's totally. And I, I think that's even more there's you, I think whenever you're sitting in the owner's box and you're kind of like managing things that mm-hmm. are more high, high value, um, things that involve the business, then mm-hmm. you're working hard, just on a different level. Right. And cause nobody wants to, their business to fail like because that means that you don't make any money exactly when your livelihood is attached to this thing in yeah i mean i could go down a rabbit hole and what that means to me but it's when your livelihood is attached to it i think you're best served by taking it seriously and putting that work in no matter what that work looks like yeah if the end goal and the end result is your business or your venture, whatever it is being successful, whatever yeah. that is for you, I suppose. <clears throat> well, I hope that Radwash is super successful. Radwash is going to be super successful. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt. This, it's, this, this is year what for you? Uh, in Radwash? That's a tough question to answer. So yes, it's a year three. Three. Yeah. Yep. We're just going to leave that's it. That's year three. Okay. <laughs> and and it's getting to the point where it's like, hey, it's time to add a second wash. Uh, yes. I don't know what we'll call it, a second van. Let's say yes. that. And yeah, that I've I name them rad vans. So like be rad van one and two. I've I've kicked around the idea. I was uh friends, I shouldn't say was, am friends with people you know them um who name like their company vehicles after Marvel characters. Yeah. And that has like, that's really a cool idea to me. It makes it fun for their workers. Um, super easy for everybody to remember. So I was like, oh man, could I do like 90s characters or something like that? But that's kind of one of those in the weeds ideas that I think about when it's midnight and I'm laying in bed. Yeah. Totally though. I mean, I don't know where you would hone that into the like 90s, unless you're like Ninja Turtles. Like this is Donatello. Exactly. That's why I got hung up. It was like, well, what characters are you, you have to use? Like, because I was thinking through Same like button. the Rugrats, but nobody knows their name, or I don't anyway. I guess, but like, I love yeah. the cartoon, but I don't know. You can just get name him Bart Homer. You know, what or I, mean? I just, guess. Yeah, Bart. You could name one like mm-hmm. Splinter. Right. Uh, Individual. Could, or what just shows. Doing? You could do shows. Shows would be TMNT. Fun. You could do TMNT. Yes. Uh, Simpsons. Yeah. yeah, that would be the Simpsons van will be at your house. You could do uh, Married with Children van. <laughs> That's the, <laughs> the van that Rose, never leaves the shop. <laughs> the Rose, Roseanne van. <laughs> Again, another one. Your best. You just stay here. <laughs> yeah, another one. You're going to be out there causing trouble. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210 van. Oh, God. <laughs> Dawson's Creek band. <laughs> yeah. My brain instantly went to Safe by the Bell, but then name them all Slater. Slater I was going to say, don't you want just one to be Slater? Slater, Morris, Kapowski. Hey, that might work. Screech. Screech. Rest in peace. <laughs> Lisa. Uh, um, Jessica Spaniel, yeah. Lisa, Lisa Turtle, yeah, Screech, rest in peace. What happened to him, man? I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. So I don't know. I don't know when you're thinking about scaling. Like, I there's a lot of uh, ideas and possibilities there. So I think you run out of characters before you you just 
number the vans. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is true. There's going to be so many. Rad one, rad two, rad three. That works. Yep. Hmm. Well, buddy, it's been great. And I think that we have some guests coming up soon. I'm not going to name anybody because I was, t- we were totally supposed to have one guest on this week and I dropped the ball because I totally forgot about it until like an hour before we were doing this. And I was like, Oh crap. I, <laughs> forgot to, I forgot to schedule that. So we'll have a guest next week though. Yep. We've got so, some in the hopper. Yes. We have a couple. Um, did before we go, did, and a shout out to the 50 mile March, Jay Morales, um, those guys. Um, I did the 10 mile qualifier last Saturday. Mm. So I went from 10:30 at night to basically, I think I got home at 2:30 in the morning, but, uh, walked 10 miles with a, I think it was like 20 pounds I had on my back, which wasn't much compared to what is possible anyway mm-hmm. uh, finished it in like I think uh, two hours 47 minutes or so uh, not not horrible but it was paced so it was paced somebody set the pace at like 3.2 miles per hour and mm-hmm. we did speed up quite a bit at some po- at a few points but uh, it was fun it was good to get out and go do that um, I had to contain myself. I'm so used to like going out and rucking or doing these things on my own. And so yeah. I have the company of my headphones and like a podcast that I like, and I just kind of walk and, mm-hmm. and I just get into walla land. And on this one, I had to like focus on, it was like military marching where you have to like lift, uh, lift. Um, and then, you're thinking don't step on the person in front of you or else you mm-hmm. fail. And that's what I was thinking the whole time was felt boxed in at times, but that's okay. Nice. It's, uh, <laughs> but you're all qualified all, now. All qualified. The, uh, um, the, I guess qualifiers party slash like where they announced the qualifiers is Thursday at the Bernardo in Omaha, which is out by, um, shield. And so get to go do that for a couple hours or an hour and a half or so. And, and talk about what we're going to do in August, which is turn that 10 miles into 50. So awesome. It's a long way. How can people help out with this? So, there is a link that I have been posting and maybe I'll just post it on the page again on the rad blog or the rad country page. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is called give butter. I'm not sure what that even means, but um, give butter is just a place where I don't want to accept any money whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to take Venmo. I'm not going to do anything like that. Cause I don't want any thing to do with the money. That's, Mm-hmm. coming in except for asking for donations. Uh, but yeah, ultimately have people donate money to like, it's basically like GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. You go in there, everything's secure and you donate whatever you feel like you can donate. And it all goes to um, basically into these nonprofit veterans organizations for homelessness Um veterans dealing with PTSD and everybody that you know probably needs that money gets it so perfect shout out shout out to a few um Thrasher family um here in Omaha made a pretty awesome donation um Matt Erickson um out in um New Hampshire awesome donation um and um Everybody, there's there's quite a few. There's been like I think fifteen or so. I can't remember everybody's name, but just a couple there. That nobody that actually listens to this podcast, I'm sure. But <laughs> thank you, thank you, everybody that has yes, donated. Thank you, John Bender. I think you're listening, so thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's wrap it up here in the next. 
couple of weeks, we'll have a couple of different guests who are going to come on. And hey, if you want to hear somebody talk about something, whatever it is, I want to bring. Yeah. If you are a lawn care expert, I want to bring you on this podcast <laughs> because I needed to find out how to bring my yard back to life, the backyard. I need you here. I need to pick your brain <laughs> on how to fix a dying yard. So, and calling all lawn care experts. Lawn just one care. Really good one. You know, want, and we're not talking like, hey, you know how to mow a yard. I know how to mow my yard, but I need somebody that's like, hey, you need this much grass seed with this many square foot of yard that you have. And this is how fast you need to move whenever you're that kind of guy. It's yeah. like, and this is when you should mulch and this or not mulch, but this is when you should fertilize, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody like that. And I wish I did. So uh, we need to figure that out. Calling all lawn care experts. I'm sure I could find somebody. Let's do it. Let's get lawn cared fucking Joe on here. Let's do it. Chuck. Chuck in a truck. Unless, unless everybody clamoring to get on right now, they can just dial 1 900 Mr. Potty Bottoms, <laughs> and you'll be connected with our secretary who will take your information. Miss Sassy Britches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, buddy. Well, good catching up. And everybody that's listening, maybe I'll see you this weekend at the Good Life. 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. So, And if you need your car detailed or wash, call Justin at Radwash or get online. And That's right. Go online. It's easier. That's why. <laughs> yeah, don't call him. Yeah. Don't look in the yep. phone book and find his book, number. Book online. Super easy. Yep. And you can see availability. So That's fucking super step. badass. That's super fucking awesome. It's That's rad. rad. Jeans. Padlock. No return. Give me a Coke by the end of the day. You owe me a Coke. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm done. I'm done. Goodbye. Bye bye.